Hello and welcome to a new episode of Mandate Business Line special series on elections in five states Assam, West Bengal, Tamil Nadu, Kerala and Puducherry. I am Nivedita, your host. This week we take a look at Assam where polling is underway in 39 constituencies across 13 districts. Our associate editor Purnima Joshi will help us understand the issues in the northeastern state. Hello and welcome to the show Purnima. Hi Nivedita. Uh, Assam is a state that not many of us are familiar with. We know there are two major parties, the BJP and the Congress. Who are their allies and what do they bring to the table? So we are on to the second phase in Assam. Uh, this is a very, uh, uh, very critical and very interesting election because um, just understand the math of this election. Uh, you see, in Assam, BJP, which, uh, which won, hmm which defeated uh, an iconic figure like Tarun Gogoi and Congress, which was entrenched, uh, had got 29% of the vote in the last election in 2016. The Congress had got mm. 30%. And despite the fact that they got more vote share, they got defeated. They got wiped out of the election. Mm. So uh, the, the math now, if you look at it, the Congress... Um, with its previous 13, 30%, plus Baduruddin Ajmal's outfit, which had got 13% of the vote share last time, uh, have aligned with each other, plus a Bodo party, the former Bodo front, Bodo People's Front, which had also got about 4, 5, 4, 3, 4% of the vote. So if you look at it, the Congress uh, alliance is starting only for from... Uh, about about 40 percent over over 40, about 45 percent now that uh-huh. is a huge formidable watch share but mm. if you if you look at it in terms of um, the seat translation then we get into the complexity of assam uh, and the various uh, factors that matter and how the vote shares uh, do not translate into actual number of seats uh, so uh, the Congress starts uh, with, with, with a mathematical uh, advantage. What the BJP has going for itself is, uh, is of course, the, they are the party in government. They have an extremely efficient uh, manager, minister, and uh, a political operative like Himanta Biswasarma, who was the Congress Sutradhar uh, in, the, in the past uh, and switched parties. Uh, last time because Tarun Gogoi would not promote him and he would promote his own son, Gaurav Gogoi. Mm. And uh, the Congress, uh, uh, as is its wont, has uh, let go of a very formidable leader who has literally delivered the Northeast to the to the BJP um, on a platter. So um, uh, one is that they have got uh, Himanta, they have got a good organization, they're, up, they're the party in power. And they have done in Assam a level of uh, really aggressive uh, uh, welfareism, owing to which it has weaned away chunks of the Congress's traditional water base in Assam. Uh, the tea garden uh, workers, for instance, who form about 17% of the state's hmm. population, and they are said to be uh, an important factor in about 40 of the total 126 assembly constituencies have been exclusively targeted by the BJP through central and state welfare schemes. Yeah, Amit Shah talks about them in every single constituency he t- goes to campaign there. It shows how important they are for the BJP. 
and the bjp has put its money where its mm. mouth is so the the state government has uh, has opened about 7.3 jack bank accounts of the tea garden workers and it has introduced direct uh, benefit uh, transfer schemes uh, they call it the assam char bagicha dhan puraskar in the union budget mm. uh, the finance minister uh, nirmala sitaraman promised uh, um, has allocated 1000 crore uh she's announced it at least for the welfare of tea garden workers and i'm sure they'll they'll do it because they have a good delivery ma- mechanism now established in uh in, in assam uh simultaneously they have a, a scheme for women uh which is really the crown jewel of their all welfare schemes it's called the arunodoy uh scheme under which the women uh, receive direct cash transfers of uh, right now 830 uh, rupees per month now you must understand here uh, it's a poor state the per capita capita incomes are low uh, and you are you are doing this directly to the woman of the house the the the, the scheme is already a massive hit among women and the bjp plans to increase the amount to 3000 a month so they're betting big on this welfare scheme then they're, they're betting big so they have a they have a they have a two prong thing mm. in in uh, in assam one is uh, this aggressive level of welfareism knowing that it's a poor state knowing that the level of unemployment is high knowing that the per capita incomes are low uh, the state is literally doing populist doles um, one part is that the second part of course is the identity politics which is my next question to you the bjp yeah. talks about the ca and the uh, national register of citizens but they're not talking that much about that this time around they're talking about the whole corrected nrc what is that all about you know corrected nrc is another way of uh, identity politics in the sense that in the in the nrc uh, exercise uh, which was supervised by the supreme court um mm-hmm. uh, there a whole lot of bengali muslims got excluded by the process mm-hmm. of national register citizens uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know in the initial round in the first round about 40 lakh people got excluded which included majority of them were bengali hindus who had voted for the bjp uh aggressively uh so that created a lot of heartburn uh so another idea is uh, to exclude only the muslims uh through what they call is a corrected uh, nrc uh and uh, and keep the hindus in who have who are voting for the bjp anyway uh then there is there are these whole issues of love jihad and what they call the land jihad i mean the whole thing is that the people people from bangladesh especially the muslims they come they capture their land etc we will evict them we will get to give land patas and land use rights to the indigenous people etc that part, that's part of the identity politics is the two pronged sort of uh, strategy that the bjp works on uh, one is the is the uh, is the anti muslim uh, making badruddin ajmal the metaphor for outsider muslim um, uh, sort of uh, enemy around which you you uh, create this level of hmm. polarization uh but having said all of that the caa on its own uh it hasn't worked very well for the bjp because uh, you know the 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 exercise of nrc included a lot of hindus and it created a lot of heartburns and one thing you must understand that that in assam neither the Bangla- bangladeshi hindus nor the bangladeshi muslims are acceptable uh they 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 the our hmm. home identity the the sub nationalism in assam which is where you know uh, you, you they fought a whole movement 
uh, even Himanta Biswa Sarma, Sarbanan Sonobal, they all come from that anti um outsider uh, movement they don't want any outsider yeah, there yeah, yeah so uh, so if you look at it the, uh, the 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 bjp is not talking so much of caa in assam they're talking of corrected mm-hmm. nrc which basically means muslims uh now um, that that part is a little, little buried a caa is a little buried they're not talking too much about it they're talking talking about corrected nrc and love jihad and land jihad and land patas and so on uh which is again identity targeting muslims but not talking about uh, caa per se so that's quite different from the stand that they're taken in west bengal which is also going to polls today where they want to implement the caa extremely badly isn't it yes 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 it's uh, it's uh, different from uh, from bengal because bengal hasn't seen this kind of uh, subnationalism uh, and uh, a whole movement against uh, bangladeshis which assam has uh so uh bangladesh in bengal it's uh, is just purely anti muslim uh, politics which gets kind of furthered by the by the kind of uh, so called uh, appeasement that mamta banerjee has been doing uh so there the caa i suspect even in the bengal they're not talking so much of the caa right now but i suspect after the third round of polling gets over hmm. in assam on sixth the bjp will have become hmm. further because the election in bengal moves to uh, to the to the border areas uh, to nadia to to uh, ranaghat to bongaon uh, all these areas where there's a whole lot of uh, uh, hindu scheduled caste obc population which has migrated from bangladesh mm. and the bjp giving them a certain kind of identity assertion uh, through uh, through progressing caa and so on uh and uh minister went to uh, the temple uh uh the word by the matua community which is a which is a namashudra scheduled caste uh, community from from the bangladesh so there the mm. issues are different how does identity politics play for the congress then we talked in length about what the bjp wants to do what is the congress doing are they talking about identity politics doesn't help the congress. it doesn't help the congress to talk about uh, identity politics uh, hmm. uh, you know because a they have an alliance with badruddin ajmal uh, which basically means uh, that the congress uh, and badruddin ajmal uh, uh, together are uh, are the hmm. are the only uh, party for the muslims which are muslims are uh, are quite formidable in number in in uh, assam they're about uh, you know over over 33% some say even 35% Uh, of the population is muslim and that is a chunk vote that the congress is going to their whole idea would be to get get muslim plus uh, you know and uh, uh, so that's why they've they've mm. done an alliance with the with the with, with what was called the uh, bodo people's front uh, um uh, now uh, here uh, the bodos uh alliance is is a little tricky because uh, bodos again was this identity politics they don't like badruddin mm. ajmal because he represents the outsider the outsider the bengali outsider they were in alliance with with, mm. the, with the with the with the bjp earlier but this time the bjp has split the bodos and they've got a new factor called new sort of formation of the bodos mm. which is called uppl uh got some who've got some seats in the in the ruling coalition and the the congress has aligned with the with the older um uh, older bodos uh 
who are led by uh, by by the veteran who's called uh, um, Hagrana Hagrama Mohilari, mm. uh, um, and uh, they're important. And uh, uh, Mohilari, I think, wields uh, wields uh, quite a lot of significance mm. even now. So the BJP's alliance with the new faction mm. uh, is believed to be not. uh not working out so well for the bjp which is why i am told that in the in the first phase uh in uh, the in uh, in the in the northern bank of uh, brahmaputra and some parts of assam aparasan where the bjp was hoping to do really well uh it that's mm. about 47 seats and bjp had got bjp was hoping hoping to get over 28 seats uh there uh i am told that's Uh, it's not worked out so well for the bjp uh, bjp there so what we need to see today is uh, is barak valley which is uh, which is a whole lot of communal divide and uh, bjp had got 8 out of the 15 seats in barak valley last time uh, but we will have to see now because uh, it looks like because of the alliance of uh, the audf on the congress uh, these people are going to do well in barak valley then you have some hill seats seats going to polls uh, uh, right now and some parts of central assam uh, you know kamrup and uh, uh, bordering pohati uh, nalbari uh, uh, so the contest in, is in this area uh, today hmm. and uh, the congress is uh, is fighting back they don't they don't they're not doing identity politics as such but they're trying to woo back their former uh, sort of entrenched voters uh, priyanka gandhi went to tea garden workers and so on which the bjp you know whom the bjp have been away so the congress is struggling to do that and uh, uh, to some extent it's a very very closely fought election on that score so lastly before we go i want to talk a little bit about the leadership in both parties in the bjp there seems to be like an internal conflict on who will be the next cm if they get elected it is a race between a uh, current chief minister sabananda sonowal and the cabinet minister himanta biswa sarma why is there such a fight here because if they win you can say it is because of sonowal and he deserves a second term actually because uh, himanta biswa sarma left the congress he wanted to be chief minister in congress hmm. he was fairly powerful even in the congress he was tarun gogoi's right hand man and he uh, he uh, he was the protege of uh, tarun gogoi and i think himanta was uh, uh, at one level he's he's a he's he's a very very smart politician and he would have seen the bjp's growth he would have sensed his chances also you know bjp is is prone to attacking opponents with the with the central investigation cases yeah on so that would have all been a factor but i think himanta at one level i had met him uh, in those elections and after he had switched parties he was also hurt at some level that uh, he was not uh, tarun gogoi only promoted his own son uh, gorav gogoi he did hmm. not promote uh, himanta and he was the natural successor to uh, tarun gogoi as chief minister of assam he had the talent he had the drive he had the popularity he was from a student uh, uh, movement and he thought he was a grassroots leader he also felt very let down by the gandhis who uh, he very famously has said that you know i went i sought appointments with rahul gandhi and the only thing he did was to play with his dog hmm. uh, you know so he really has utter contempt 
uh, for the Gandhis, which is why he he has made it his life's mission to establish the BJP in that region, uh, which he's done very well. Uh, you know, so the Congress should think about these kind of things. Uh, now, so far as Sarbanan Sonowal is concerned, that is the kind of chief minister um, uh, the BJP would like. He's soft-spoken. He's he's not a challenge to anybody. Uh, uh, so I don't. I, I Nahib Himanta naturally wants the chief minister's be, uh, post. Uh, you know, he's he's wanted that in the in the Congress, and now he's stuck with the BJP where he's given one term to Sarbanan Sonowal, and now he's waiting for his chance. So there would be that aspiration. I mean, between, uh, um, and uh, this is not based on uh, just a hunch, this is based on information, uh, literally, uh, that Himanta did want to contest the Lok Sabha elections. That if you're not. And he didn't. Uh, he, he was of the opinion that if you're not offering me a chief minister, then uh, you please uh, uh, take me to the center. I do not want to. Be here. Hmm. But uh, he was not given uh, a chance to do that by the BJP. Hmm. So obviously there is a there is a person straining at the leash, and he wants to be chief minister. Hmm. I mean, I think uh, between Amit Shah and Himanta Biswas Sarma, there's a lot of uh, uh, mutual respect, and uh, he would be one of those people that uh, Amit Shah would covet. He's a ground man. He delivers. He's effective, and uh, he's popular. He's uh, yeah. So they cannot afford to ignore him, but. Uh, uh, Sarbanan Sonowal has been chief minister and ultimately uh, BJP uh, doesn't brook uh, dissent. And what about the Congress? Former CM Tarun Gogai passed away last year. Who could possibly replace him? Will it be his son? Well, that's what he would like, but uh, uh, it's not a case of like father, like his uh, son. You know, I mean, Gaurav Gogoi is, uh, is a nice person, but he's not a mass leader. Uh, hmm. And, uh, you know, you have other leaders, you have uh, a very, uh, very aggressive uh, woman leader called Sushmita Dev uh, Mm. there, uh, you know. Um, So uh, we'll see. But um, uh, Congress uh, is looking, I mean, Congress is looking like it quintessentially always does, you know, it it kind of uh, just lets things be and we'll decide and so on. But the real uh, fight for the top job is uh, is actually in the BJP. Okay, so thank you so much, Poonima, for thank joining you. us today. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Mandate. Thank you so much for listening in.